Welcome to Awakening Today. This is our twice a week resource for you to encourage you in your Bible reading plan, which is available at awakeningchurch.com. My name is Chris. I'm one of the pastors at the church. And during this podcast series this week, we're actually sitting in Easter a little bit. And the hope is that in sitting in Easter and sitting in the resurrection, we would be encouraged by the presence of Jesus in our life as we read this Bible reading plan. So we won't directly talk about the scriptures in the plan this week, Ecclesiastes 1 and the end of Proverbs. We'll get to that next week. But I want to spend time encouraging you through Luke 24. So if you've got a Bible, turn there with me and we'll get started. Well, Luke 24 is a famous story, um, which probably would have happened really around the time you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to it on the day it releases. We're a couple days after Easter, and that's really where this story takes place. But there's something in this story as Jesus and his resurrected body appears to these two men on a road to Emmaus that I think gives us encouragement in our reading plan especially because we're in the Old Testament right now. And the Old Testament is a really hard book to get through. It's actually why as pastors right now at Awakening, we want you to be reading it uh, with emphasis and chunks, right? So like actually in the fall, we went through an exiles reading plan where we looked at the theme of exile in the Old Testament. And right now we're in a wisdom season where we're looking at the wisdom literature. But another thing that encourages me with reading my Old Testament is this story in Luke 24. If you're there, verse 13 begins with two men, and they're on their way to a village named Emmaus, and they're walking from Jerusalem to Emmaus. It'd be um, a number of miles. Luke says it'd be seven miles. And they're talking with each other about the resurrection. It was the news of the day. In the last episode, we talked about the eight days that Thomas was considering the resurrection. And during those eight days, that's all anyone would be talking about in this region. Is Jesus resurrected? The, you know, women that were at the tomb, they said that, you know, they couldn't find a body. And, you know, did somebody steal the body and all these things? And, and it's in this debate of these two friends walking down this road that actually the resurrected Jesus appears. And... In his appearing, he kind of plays dumb, and it's this funny scene where, you know, he's saying, what are you guys talking about? And uh, they're like, how could you have not heard? You know, this Jesus of Nazareth, this is Luke 24, 19, a man who was a prophet, mighty indeed uh, in word before God and all people, he was crucified. And, you know, moreover, it says in 22, there's women that amazed us. They said, the tomb was empty. They couldn't find a body. They said that he had actually risen from the dead and that he was alive. Verse 24, that the men say to Jesus, again, not knowing it's Jesus, they say some of those who were with us uh, went to the tomb and found it was just as the women had said, but him they did not see. And there's this dramatic maybe pause before verse 25, where Jesus says to him, says to these two men this, O foolish ones, and slow of heart to believe all the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Verse 27 is key. And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he, Jesus, interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. 
This is so much encouragement for us when we read our Old Testament. Because on that road to Emmaus, Jesus sat with the men and said, guys, this has been all over your Old Testament, that the Christ should come and suffer the things that he suffers and enter into the glory that he has entered into. This was written about in the prophets and in the books of Moses. Verse 27, beginning with Moses, that would have been the first five books of the Bible, of your Bible, the Torah, Moses, and all the prophets. It's a catch-all way of saying your whole Old Testament. He interpreted to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. He took them through a Bible study. Jesus Christ himself went back to the scriptures and said, this has been the plan of God all along. A little while after they depart from Jesus, they're sitting amongst themselves. And they said to each other, this is verse 32 of Luke 24. The men said to each other, did not our hearts burn within us while he talked to us on the road, while he opened to us the scriptures? You see, encouragement in our Bible reading, and especially in our Old Testament reading, should come from the reality that we are not reading something adjacent to Jesus, but actually when we read our Old Testament, we are reading directly the things concerning Jesus. I know it can be hard, man. You're reading, for example, this week, Ecclesiastes. And again, we'll get there next week. It's kind of a depressing book. Proverbs. Where do we see Jesus in this? It takes a little bit more work. It might take a little bit more interpretation. It might take more imagination. But here's what we do know. Jesus is in the Old Testament. We also know this from John chapter 5. Early in Jesus' ministry, he says this to the religious leaders, this scathing remark in John 5, 39. He says, you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life. And it is they that bear witness about me. Yet you refuse to come to me that you may have life. Skipping down to verse 45, Jesus says this, Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. The one who accuses you, Moses, this is the one who accuses you, Moses, on whom you have set your hope. Listen to this. For if you believed Moses, you would believe me. For he, Moses, wrote about me. But if you do not believe his writings, how will you believe my words? Yeah, to Jesus Moses and the Old Testament, man, it was all about him. And for us to read our Old Testament is to read it through the lens of knowing Jesus is speaking to us. And that if we want to understand Jesus and we want to understand Jesus's hope and Jesus's word, the Old Testament will be very essential to our understanding of that. On the road to Emmaus, when Jesus says, you know, looking in all the scriptures, the things concerning himself, we have to realize the New Testament was not written then. Even in the early church, in the book of Acts, when it's, the sermons are given, they're often given out of the Old Testament prophets, books like Joel and Isaiah. These are, this is because the early followers of Jesus did not see the Old Testament as adjacent to Jesus. They saw it as directly revealing the glory of Jesus.
And so where do you see Jesus in your Old Testament? And as you're reading your Bible reading plan, consider this question. Where is Jesus here? Sometimes even in the passage, it's the absence of Jesus that we see so starkly. For example, you're reading Ecclesiastes 1, and Ecclesiastes, I've said it before, is really a thought experiment about what would life be like without God? So sometimes the very place we see Jesus in the Old Testament is through his absence. We see that when he's gone from the picture, when people refuse to believe the word of God, terrible and disastrous things occur. Sometimes it's in the wisdom literature like we're reading now with Proverbs. We read certain Proverbs and we go, that sounds a lot like Jesus. That rings true to be a lot like Jesus. Many times it's in narratives, stories, intense stories about kings and rulers and priests that all fall short and we think, there's got to be a better, more true king. And it's in the absence and the failings of those kings that we see the desire for the true king of kings, the Lord of lords, Jesus. We see kingdoms come and kingdoms go, like in the book of Daniel or the book of Ezra or First and Second Chronicles. Different kings rise up and fall down, and we are left with an ache for the true king. You see, Jesus is all over your Bible. It just takes the time for us to consider it and interpret it. And so where do you see Jesus in your Bible reading? When we read the Old Testament, we often think it has nothing to do with Jesus. But what if, friends, it had everything to do with Jesus? May you read your New Testament and your Old Testament with the same fervor, looking for Jesus, scavenging it for the traces of his presence and his absence so that when you come to close your Bible after reading it, you think, I want more of Jesus. And may that lead you into prayer and worship and encounter with the risen Jesus Christ. And may grace and peace be with you. We love you guys.